Hey y'all, Kim here. We are doing our very first Q&A, and you can ask us all those nagging little questions you've had since the beginning. Over on Beholder's Eye Pod on Twitter, we have a pinned tweet with a lovely little form to fill out. Come ask us your questions, and we'll answer them on episode number 50. Thanks! Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are... Maugrain Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Delegis. Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk. Magnar Skorgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Heavenhut, the Fire-Kindled Wandering Flamosifer. All right, who wants to tell us what happened last time? I can. Um, so last time we kind of resolved the whole Kringle Falls thing. Uh, we got everybody out, but not without alerting the surrounding army. And so, so we got everybody out, and the the surrounding army kind of was alerted and was trying to follow us and that sort of thing. Uh, we successfully lost their trail, and uh, Margrain decided that he wanted to, you know, kind of talk to the higher ups of his order, and they informed him that, you know, the best thing for him to do would have been not to have shown up, and if they ever have seen him, then they would have had to report it, but it was lucky that he never showed up. So that was pretty cool. Um, so they they all stealthily kind of made their way away and uh, never showed up to uh, Kringle Falls. And let's see, on our way, the the scouts for the the army had found us in the form of Wyvern and Shirley, the two uh, kind of sorcerer riding wyverns. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, that went surprisingly well. Uh, we survived completely, so that was cool. And we kind of ended up the, the night with uh, kind of resting up and talking a bit and deciding where we were going to proceed with, with our kind of journey. I think we decided on we're going to be traveling to Kalimdor as our next next stop. Correct. All right, so um, as far as that night... Um who, what is, are you guys doing a watch? And if so, what order are you doing that watch in? I'll take first. I can take second. I'll take the rest of the night. Okay. And I'll sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Margraine. Yes. You are sleeping and you hear a sound of a hammer on an anvil. It's the same sound that you heard in the castle on Falstaff Peak. It's just closer this time. It wakes you up. You find yourself around the campfire and you're drawn back into the cave. You see some light coming out of it. There's a door there that hadn't been there before. You open it, and you're flooded with light. Margraine, and you hear a woman's voice. Follow my voice. I can show you why you do not have the full connection with St. Eligius that you seek. You find yourself in a blacksmith's workshop. You see a dwarf slamming his hammer, forging some molten metal. As you look at this dwarf, you recognize him. This is Saint Eligius, but he looks different than the last time you met him. He looks younger, and you don't feel the kind of divine love coming from him that you you felt so much when you forged your armor. And you hear him yell, Lenore! And at that point, a beautiful blonde dwarf woman appears, and you are awestruck by just how beautiful she is. You see the two of them embrace, and you actually feel a little twinge of jealousy. And then, in montage fashion, you see them selling their wares in Durnholm. You see them very happy together, 
and so you see someone shows them a map to Kalindor. You notice, um, obviously, through Durn, the, the images of Durnholm that this is from a long time ago also. But they look at this map from Kalindor and they're very excited. And then you see another flash cut where they're on the road camping at night. Allegis is hunting and then five black arrows pierce him. He falls to the ground but not dead. A band of orcs run through the forest past him toward his camp and he crawls through the bramble and the brush as quickly as he can. He's complete pain and now you're seeing through his eyes. Their wares are gone, the donkey is slain, and in their torn tent, you see the body of Lenore. A bloody and angry Allegius carries his wife's body back to Durnholm. In his workshop again, you see that he is healed, wearing some bandages, and he takes a yellow strand of her hair, and he seems to be able to coat it in gold. Then he begins forging. He makes a war hammer, and the golden hair is wrapped around the head of an, the hammer in an intricate design. And he says, Lenore. Now you see Allegis covered in armor. He's running through an orc camp. He's smashing orcs indiscriminately. Then you see another orc camp, another pile of bones and bodies. You see camp after camp, body after body. He's covered in blood and his face is stone cold. Then you see him charging after an orc woman who cowers with her two children in her arms. All three are crying and screaming and Allegis lifts his war hammer. A bright life, light engulfs him. He stops, begins to cry. He looks down at the war hammer and smiles. And he says, Lenore, the warhammer's in the dirt. Then it's just you and the hammer in darkness. It morphs into the beautiful form of Lenore as a dwarf. You're now in a lush bedroom. She's wearing a thin robe. Her naked form is visible under the thin cloth. And she kisses you lightly on the lips. Do you understand, Margrave? To forge something anew, you must first strike it with the hammer. And this is why you fail. Because you haven't earned the right to reforge with words and love. Do you see? I do. Do you want do you want to be the dwarf you've always wanted to be? Do you want to be the dwarf who can reforge a man's heart? Is that I, something you desire? I, I I do. Then take up the hammer. Take me. Follow my lead, and I can lead you closer to Theos. I can make you a dwarf among dwarves. And she takes you by the hands and leads you to the bed. Will you take me? Will you take your future? I I I, I will. And you embrace and head to bed together, and you wake up the next day covered in sweat. But feeling whole for the first time in a long time, you feel closeness of St. Allegius. And Zalara, you're the first one to see him. And one thing that strikes you as he sits up, something you've never noticed on him before, is he's got some morning shadow on his face. <laughs> uh, All right, so uh. so um, we'll continue in a second. But one thing that happened is um, we had... Uh, everybody leveled up after last session to level six. So that's what part of this was here. So Margraine, Sam, you want to talk about what happened with Margraine and as far as the leveling up? Yeah. Um, so, so Margraine, uh, for level six actually took a level of, uh, Warlock. Um, yeah, he's a Hexblade Warlock. Um, I don't know what that entails for him, honestly. Um, I want it to be a surprise, but yeah. <laughs> it worked. Good job. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so am I. Um, that was that was intense. 
Uh, so he got um, uh, Hexblade's Curse, which allows you to uh, place a, a curse on a, on a creature and you crit on a 19 instead of a, a 20 and do extra damage to them. And if you kill them, uh, you become healed. Um, he gets some more spells and he gets some, uh, yeah, mostly more spells. That's, that's it at the moment. Um, but yeah, he gets a whole new world of, uh, possibilities. So we'll see where this takes us. <laughs> All right. So Kim, you want to tell us about Zalara? Uh, yeah, I didn't actually take notes this time, but I don't think she got, oh no, she did get something. Um, she now gets something called wholeness of body. And, um, because she's way of the open hand, she gets to heal herself. So as an action, I get to regain hit points equals to three times my monk level um, uh, once per long rest. So that's super handy because I only have 39 hit points. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I think... Even after this level, you only have 39 hit points? Yeah. She's squishy. She's super squishy. Um, You're all like all ones? No, that's me taking the average every time because she starts with... What's the average for you? Uh, five, right? Well, it's six with my constitution. So it's six every time. Uh, unless I calculated wrong. If I calculated wrong, please tell me because I need more. No, I mean, in, in, I'm sorry. It was a D. What? What is it? A D eight? It's a D eight. Yeah, it's a D eight. So your first one would have been eight. Should have been nine, mm-hmm. and then the other five little. Yeah, so thirty nine. Holy shit. Okay. I, I I know. I've done the math like twenty times. Every time I level up, I do it at least four times to make sure I'm right. Anyway, uh, you don't need con. It's all right. Right. I. Clearly, I took the wrong thing last uh, time I had an ASI. But anyway, um, I think that's everything I got for this. Oh, oh no. I also, all of my strikes are now magical. So every time I I unarmored unarmed attack, they're magical. Nice. All right. So Ryan, you want to tell us uh, what's going on with Hibonite at level six? Level 6, Hibonite gains his Elemental Affinity, which means for one damage roll on any fire spell, I can add my Charisma modifier, which is 4, to the damage output, and I can spend a Sorcery Point to gain Resistance to Fire for one hour. And he also gained an extra spell, which I thought would be a good idea to get Counter Spell, because maybe stop some of the attacks coming out. And I also swapped yeah. out a spell to gain Featherfall, just in case we have a, a repeat of an incident a little while back. It, it won't be as bad this time. And to be honest, for level 6, that's about all that happened for him. He's at 42 hit points now. I've been quite lucky with some of his rolls. Okay, great. All right, Magnar. Ben, you want to tell us what you got at level 6? All right, so again, barbarians don't get a lot, but I got Fanatical Focus, being Path of the Zealot. So when I'm raging, uh, once per rage, I can re-roll a savings throw, um, any saving throw. So that's, that's good. actually really good. Um, that's huge. Once per rage? Once per rage. So I, and Oh, and also being level six, I have four rages now um, per day. Nice. And then I think just hit points, which I rolled a nine. So I got another 11 hit points. So I'm up to 79. Nice. All right. So we will cut back to it's the next day. Zalara, Margraine wakes up. Um, did you want to have Ma- an interaction with him? Ma- Margaret, are you, is your face dirty? Is there something on your cheeks? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Were you sleeping in the mud? What happened? Um, I I don't know yet. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Uh, mm. Just do you, I, I I had a I had a pretty crazy dream last night, but but other than that, um, yeah. Um, he's gonna get some water and splash it on his face and wash his face. 
Um, still there? Okay. Yeah, as you do it for the first time ever, you feel uh, stubble on your face. Feel the water cling to it. It's it's a foreign, it's very foreign, very alien, but you're very excited as well. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you are. I shouldn't say that. Oh, it's very no, foreign. No, it's very alien. Margraine's real excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, maybe some of us dwarves are just late bloomers. That's all. Uh, okay. Uh, that's, that's a new one. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> everyone else gets up, um, makes your way up. Um, you know, it is clear that uh, I imagine that Margraine is just kind of rubbing his face a lot. So definitely <laughs> everyone will notice that he's a little fuzzy now. Um, and you guys are, I believe, on your way to Kalendor. So how do you want to handle this? What do you do? You guys want to talk about anything or are you just going to make your way? You guys let me know. Um, well, I think before we set out, um, Margraine's gonna, gonna look at, like, his, his hammer, and he's gonna, uh, use his Hex Warrior, uh, ability to, uh, touch his weapon and turn it into his, uh, magical <laughs> weapon. Okay. Um, so you yeah. see that it becomes, um, I mean, I, I guess everyone around will see it become, like, uh, it, it'll be charged with magical energy, however you like to describe it, but it does have the gold band around the head now, so it does match the... Uh, hammer that Allegis carried. So, what does it look like? If you want to describe it, it's your it's your it's your magic item. What does it look like? Oh goodness. Um. I well, Margraine. I'd say it's still the same hammer. Like he's always carried a pretty simple hammer, more utility than than flair, but very well made. He put a lot of effort and and kind of work into it. And and because of that, now it's got it. You, you said it's got the the gold banding on it, like like Allegis's hammer, and and on it it would have engraved basically all of his oaths that he engraved into his armor when he when he built that so yeah kind of okay, cool kind of to match the kind of the, the theme going with the armor with the kind of darker metal and the gold banding yeah okay very nice i've never seen it do that before yeah it's never done that before maybe let's um, get a book out and start writing out writing down about it yeah i i think things are going to be okay very okay. good yep so where are we going all right so okay. yep. <laughs> as you guys head south so uh question is do you want to head south by way of road? Are you going to travel through the wilderness? How are you doing it? Uh, do the roads are probably pretty dangerous right now? I'm guessing. That's that's I'm, what I would think. Especially what one wyvern is still alive, maybe still true. looking for us. So not to mention, you know, the giant black dragon. Yeah, I think I think keeping to cover and going through the wilderness might be better, even if it's a harder slog. <laughs> Generally, there's someone trying to kill us at most places we go to, so the off-road is probably better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, true. We haven't You're... used roads before. <laughs> I'm okay. good with woodsing it. Okay. You guys make your way through the woods down south, um, and whoever wants to give me a survival roll. Zilara. 23. Very nice. <laughs> um, so you're making your way through the woods. Um, you keep everybody fairly hidden. Uh, Vodhava and the baby. Uh, the baby gets fussy, but it's not too bad. Uh, once again, everything is eerily quiet. Um, obviously, there are no travelers on the road, which is just, it's a little creepy, so you don't even hear that off in the distance. As you make your way on the third day, uh, you start to smell something that's, it, it's like, uh, well, it's stale water, and it becomes very... Uh, 
kind of brackish water. It starts to smell quite bad. But as you come up to it, you notice that the land in front of you is kind of turned into a giant bog. Off in the distance near the road, you do also hear the occasional sound of a church bell. Would Zalara know if this was a bog before? Um, I'd say Zalara or Margraine might, if you guys both want to give me a history check. Sure. 18 on my history. 19? Look okay, yeah, both of you know there there was a uh, there was a bog here. It's, it's a great bog in this area. It's not like it was okay. transformed into a bog. That was okay. poor wording on my fault. Or, uh, yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> it's poor wording. So, um, and, and do we have any clue of maybe what town is in the area, if there is a town? Yeah, both of you with those rolls uh, would know Ash Hollow is a small okay. town um, not too far from there. There's a, I mean, there's a temple in the center of town, so it makes sense that there would be a cathedral bell ringing. Okay. Okay. Uh, But you do know it is on the road. So you can make your way through the bog, obviously, or you can go back to the road, whichever way you'd like. Do do we want to stop in at Ash Hollow on our way? Do we need to stock up, get supplies or anything? I don't know. How long have we been on the road? (laughs) Three days. Okay. Can't Um, hurt to get supplies wherever we can. Never know how long we're going to be on the road for without that. Okay. Well, then to Ash Hollow it is. Magnar, uh, you're okay with this? Sounds good. Okay. How about Vadhava? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm obviously worried about the wyverns and creatures, if we could stay on the road. Um, but walking through a bog with a baby isn't ideal either, with all the sickness and the mosquitoes. Mm. Yeah. Or if we if we do wish to even travel through the bog, maybe, maybe stocking up at Ash Hollow might be more ideal. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Okay, cool. Let's go. All right. Be- um, it, Beer yep. check. How much stubble is there now? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It, he's growing into a nice, uh, uh, you know, you can see the outline of where his beard will be. It's all scraggly at this point, but there's huh. definitely a beard growing it. Interesting. Solar is very confused. So is Margraine, if it helps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we proceed. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so you guys make your way to toward Ash Hollow. It takes a few hours. Um, the whole time, you hear just the occasional ring of the church bell. Um, as you get closer to town, what is it? What's everybody's passive perception? Seventeen. Oh, um, an amazing eleven. Fifteen. <laughs> and what was yours, Ben? Thirteen. Okay. So, uh, Hibonite and Zalara, as you guys are making your way toward the town, one thing you do notice, other than the church bell, and like I said, it's infrequent ringing. It's not like it's being rung with any consistency here. You don't hear the normal sounds you'd hear from a town. Um, You know, it's not a huge town, but from, you know, there'd be a couple hundred people here-ish, and you would expect, especially in the middle of the day, some kind of activity going on. And at this point, you hear nothing but the occasional ringing of the bell. yeah, hmm. that's it. Do you, do you guys hear any people? It does seem awfully quiet. No, no, I don't hear anybody. Hmm. Why would that bell be ringing like that? Uh, d- it doesn't sound frantic. It's just occasional, right, Alex? Yeah, it's just occasional. It's not like a warning bell or anything like that. You, While we were in the woods, did we notice, like, wildlife at all? I mean, like, no. normal bird sounds and no, nothing like that? No, it's been eerily quiet. I don't Something seems like off. this. Well, if the town's in trouble, we should probably check it out. Um, perhaps we should try to be. Well, I don't know how we're going to stay quiet when it's so quiet elsewhere. But perhaps a scout. It it doesn't seem like anyone's around, or it's really quiet. Maybe want to try a different tactic, make a little bit of noise, and see if we can get a reaction from anything around us. I seem to be good at making noise. 
with, with that uh, heaven like snow, you just launch a fireball into the air. A fireball, <laughs> a fireball, fireball, God. not fireball. <laughs> I made that mistake before I got fire. It would make a big distraction though. Fair. Uh, okay. Okay, so Hibonite launches a fireball into the air. Just fire a fireball, bolt. not a fireball. Bolt. Oh, firebolt. Oh, Small, okay. not a big one. I thought you said fireball. I, I was like, I, I did, but I misspoke. <laughs> okay. So you shoot a firebolt into the air. It's it's less impressive. <laughs> uh, already anyway. my um, weapons, just in case. Any reaction around us at all? The bells slow down or speed up or... Nope. Once again, it's kind of infrequent. Um, one thing you do notice about the bell, now that you're paying attention to it, is it doesn't have the nice, smooth ring it'll have if somebody's pulling on it. It's a little bit more like the clanger inside's a little more, or I guess it's a clapper technically inside, is a little bit more like it's just slamming against the sides. Huh. Mm-hmm. Has anyone been us, to this? Sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. If there are people around us, I would have expected some form of reaction to magic. You know, it's not a common that common a thing. Yeah. Uh, it almost, you guys are still on the outskirts of the town, is that correct? Or Yeah. I, yeah. We haven't gone in yeah. yet. Okay. I, it, it almost sounds to me like the maybe it's just the wind blowing the bell. Hmm. Do you think the town's deserted? Maybe I'm we gonna, got here too late. Can I peek in a window of the closest whatever's near me? Okay. How far, how far would we ask? Well, how far do you want to be? I mean, Still under the cover of woods, if we can. Okay. So, um, yeah, you guys are under the cover of woods. This town is its a smaller town, so it doesn't really have any fortifications around it. Okay. Um, so you're able to just sneak up from the woods to the town. And does the town look in okay condition, or does it look like it's been wrecked? Um, it Well, from what you can see, which is the back of the, the buildings, it looks like maybe there was some kind of violence here. Zalara, mm. you run up to the window... And uh, you look inside and you see a dining room and there are three figures standing there looking away from you. Hmm. And they're just standing there. Are they moving? Nope. They're just standing stock still. No even like shifting or anything like that. Yep. You don't see even the slight rise and fall of shoulders as they're breathing. Um, what color are they? Can I tell? Is there light inside? It's, no, there's no light inside. So you're just seeing their, their outline of their form. Uh, okay. About their, how far away would they be from the rest of the group? Are they within um, 60 feet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm imagining you guys are, like I said, the, the forest goes all the way up to the back of the, these buildings. Okay. So um, guys... Margarine will burn a divine sense. Um, mm-hmm. If they're a celestial fiend or, or undead, I know that they're one of those. Okay, yeah. So you do know that they are undead. Uh, there's undead in the town. Ah, that explains why they're not breathing. I mean, we can probably stretch our supplies. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need to go into every fight. Or if we do, we get looters discount. So The five-finger discount? What if there's anything surviving, though? And what if this is more widespread than just this town? Oh, I think we need to figure this poison, out. Do you? Or what? this could be the start of something, and we can actually stop an evil instead of releasing something. Get some karma back. <laughs> I'm not sure what karma is, but um, do you, uh, yeah. what what makes undead? Margraine, do you know? Or Hibonite? Uh, uh, ne- necromancy. Just necromancy? Would something in the water <laughs> cause it? Um, I'm mean, worried about the bog. I haven't heard of many illnesses that are waterborne that bring people back to life as flesh-eating corpses. And and if I'm being honest, I wouldn't put anything past Marat Hall. He can turn men into other men. 
you know <laughs> like like you know like they can change people i um, i get it Just- yeah uh you know and and whatever happened at kringle falls i doubt is good mm, that's that's true we lost the anvil and i don't know what that has yeah i'll turn to vadhava like did they do any sort of these types of experiments in the castle no, that you saw not with nothing i saw had anything to do with the undead um, well, they're just staring at the front of the building right now, so I don't think they've noticed us. Can I see, like, the alleyway and, like, the road in front of that building? Um, you can kind of through the 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 other buildings next to it, but you don't have a clear shot of it. Right. I mean, well, they seem to react to anything at all, or should we see if they react to stuff? Because if they react to sound, I can run in there and see if they react to me. And he'll pull his kind of hammer out. Before before we get too close to things, we could try planning. I've heard it's useful. (laughs) That's not how Margraine does things. You know this, Hibonite. True, but um, uh, I'm going to shoot a firebolt further into town to try and cause some sound. Okay. Not necessarily burn anything down, just to see if anything reacts to it. What about the planning? <laughs> well, this is part of it. It's reconnaissance. I'm seeing if things react before we send in the small tank. Yeah, part of the planning is talking to each other, Hibonite. You're not very good at this either. <laughs> None of us are good at this. Okay. So Any reaction, There's two people standing there. <laughs> okay, so you're shooting it into the town or into the building? Uh, into the town a bit. Just let's see if anything reacts and goes towards it. Okay. And... We're like, Fodhava, do you want to stay back? I'd say that's ideal. Somebody has to take care of the baby. Maybe you you and Vodhava stay back, Magnar. We can't risk you guys. Yes, I, I have I have no issue with that at all. Sounds good. Okay. And like, Magnar kind of looks a little anxious, and he's kind of lo- like looking back to Vodhava, the baby, and then the group as well, and kind of playing with the, the handle of his warhammer. is just, yeah, he looks antsy, so... Are you wanting to go with go with them? Uh, I will be fine. Don't here. know. I will be fine here if you need to go. Perhaps call me if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I will do that. <laughs> Very well. And I'll bend down and kiss Ilva on the head. And yeah, just okay. kind of look at Vodhava. <laughs> I don't know how to react around her right now, so. Okay, so as you do that, um, you hear a woman yell from the center of town, uh, like as in reaction to the firebolt that Hibonite shot out. It's like, help, help. Um, Please, someone help. Margarine's going to take off. Help my baby. Margarine's going to run off. He's going to sprint off. I'm just going to walk beside him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I'm hurt right now. As I turn to follow them, I'm going to say to um, uh, the rest, the people staying behind, Secret danger word is thunderclap. A loud clap of thunder. <laughs> yeah. No, right. Margaret's so, gonna run off. I'll go around a different side. If there's like more than one building, I'll go around a different building so I'm not coming out the same way Magna uh Margaret is. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't been recording that long, man. Come on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alright, so you name. come out and around. Uh, you guys do see, first of all, that obviously there was some kind of battle here in the town. Um, you see there was, there is an altar in front of the temple that's been erected that looks a lot like the altar you guys saw where they, uh, the uh, scribe was converting people into Marat Hall's soldiers before using the Black Dagger. Um, Zalara, you wouldn't have known. Okay, making um, sure. Sitting around 
a uh, a pond. In, well, I guess not. What am I trying to say? <coughs> sitting around a fountain in the center of town, you see a woman sitting there holding a small bundle in her arms. Um, she's obviously the one who screams, "Help me! Help me, please!" Do you have any water? Do you have any water? I don't have any. My baby's starving. My baby's starving and I haven't been able to drink, so I haven't been able to feed him. My milk's dried up. Please, can someone help me? Uh, Margarine's gonna run over to her. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep okay, some distance. I need to help. I'm pulling my shield and a javelin and looking oh, well, around. Margarine already has his, like, his hammer and shield out, of course. All right, and she holds the baby out towards you. Do you have any food for my baby? And you can see that it is indeed a child, but one that's been deceased, turned blue and black. And the woman looks up at you. She looks elven. Her eyes are, are black, sunken in. Her cheeks are sunken in. She looks at you. Can you help my baby? Can you hear? Can't you hear him screaming? Please help my baby. It's okay. We'll we'll help you. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Come on. Come come with me. We'll get you and your we baby. Need to feed somehow. my baby. Um, where are you? Do you have food? Do you have food over there? We have food. A little bit. We were hoping to stock up here. We don't really have, have much. Where is it? Where's the food? Um, can I incite her? Is she yeah. dangerous? Um, uh, my seven. <laughs> um, she's not dangerous, right? She's fine. Um, yeah, she seems like a poor lady. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can get for you. I don't know how much we have, but whatever we have, we have to share. Okay. Is there anybody else here? Nope. No bodies or anything? No, you don't see any bodies either. She says, I need food. I need food now. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I need food now. Bring it to me. Okay. Um, and I do. you I'm, see, okay. as she does, as she says that, her eyes completely sink back into her skull, and you see a corpse's face. Her jaw hangs down. Everybody needs to give me a wisdom save. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's another seven. <laughs> that's a 12. That's a five. That's a 20. Okay, so, let me, give me one second so I can know the rules here. Make sure I'm completely accurate. Um, but everybody who, everybody except Zalara, or no, except, um, Hibonite, now are suffering from the frightened condition. So, you've all got to, I believe, run away as fast as you can. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you have disadvantage on all ability checks and attack rolls. And uh, while you're while the source of fear is within sight, okay. So this will affect you for the next minute. Okay. So all of you have to. Well, let's go ahead and do initiative. Okay. Hmm. Uh, eighteen. And and do we possibly get to try and save from it again? Thirteen. Eleven. Um. Next round or whatever, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. Give me one okay. second. Would it be a bad idea to jump over there and turn her invisible so you guys can't see her? <laughs> so the, the frightened source isn't there, or visible at least. Okay. Look at that. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yes, you do get a chance to save again. Uh... We wasted all our good rolls. Dang it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can you can do the saving throw at the end of each of its each of your turn. Okay. So, That's okay. not good. Got it. Um, but first, you got to run. So, she goes first, and of course, you see, I rolled that. Uh, <laughs> and screams, "Bring me food! Bring me food for my baby!" And she screams a high-pitched wail, and everybody is going to have to give me a Constitution save. Okay. Uh, 18. 7. 20? What? Very nice. I rolled a natural 20. 26. 
Nice. Okay. So, so Magnar, you drop to zero and collapse. Sounds good. <laughs> Everyone else take 14 points of damage. Wait, what? She's a banshee. It's a banshee's whale. Yeah. You die if you fail. Yep. Um, mm. Well, that's fun. Yep. Uh... So, yep, everybody else takes 14 points of damage, and yes. No, is it straight death, or is it drop it, to zero? Drop to zero. You're drop unconscious. To zero. So yeah. healing. Yeah, no, no, okay. it's not, this is not, 5e keeps you alive a lot longer than previous editions. Okay, so, um, um, so yeah, she does that. Everybody runs, but, um, except for Magnar, and so she is going to run up behind, or she actually floats through the air like lightning fast behind Margraine, who's running away and touches him with her cold hand, um, or attempts to, but 15 misses, correct? Yeah. Okay, so she swings at you and misses, and that is her turn. It is your turn now, Margraine. So you gotta run. Um, give me a, get, go ahead and give me, you, you run, uh, was it 50 feet? That's your dash? So you run a dash away and give me a, uh, once again, a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 14. Okay. And suddenly you stop. You're no longer terrified. Okay. It okay. is your turn. Magnar, go ahead and give me a death save, buddy. This is my first one. Seven. That is a failure. That is, it a, is failure a failure right out the gate. <laughs> Hmm. All right. I got a it good feeling not... about this one. <laughs> All right. Your turn, Hibonite. You are entirely too happy uh, with this, Alex. How far away is Magnar from Hibonite? Well, you... Did you make your... Yeah, you're the only one who made your safe. Okay. Uh, yeah. You can get to him within a movement because he, he he didn't even get a chance to move. He was terrified and then it's like his heart stopped. He fell to the ground. I will move over and give him a healing potion. Okay. Because we need DPS. All right. <laughs> Um, do you want me to roll for that, Ben? Or? Oh, uh, sure. I'm not rolling great today, so... <laughs> uh, is it 2d4 one, plus 2. 2d4. 10. Nice, Max. Max okay. Wow. Nice. All right, Whoa. your turn, Zalara. You run 80 feet, right? Or 90? Uh, 100, actually. 50. 100 now. <laughs> My speed is 50. All right, so Zalara hauls ass past wow. out, out in the woods. You come <laughs> flying past Vodhava and the baby who look at you like, What? Um, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. DC 13 to stop being frightened. Uh, that's a 20. Okay. Wow. You can compose yourself. I can turn that into 300. <laughs> Cast haste. Dis Zalara disappears. <laughs> okay, so um, it is the lady's turn so she's gonna go ahead and she's right on top of margraine and she will try and swing at him and she just is flailing about with nothing going on so she keeps she's missed it's, it is your turn now the recovered margraine okay um so for my bonus action um margraine's gonna place a, a curse on her uh Use his Hexplate's curse. Um, uh, and he's going to scream, um, Lenore! You know, uh, I don't... <laughs> it seems right. We're just going to yeah. go with it. I like when, it. What, is the cur I like what it. does the curse mean? What does that do? So um, the the curse... Um, here we go. Um, 
you gain the ability to place a Bayful Curse on somebody. As a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The tar target is cursed for one minute. The curse ends early if the target dies. Um, you gain bonus to damage rolls against the target. The bonus equals your proficiency bonus. Any attack rolls you make against the cursed target is a critical hit on a 19 or a 20. The cursed target, if the cursed target dies, you regain hit points equal to the warlock, your warlock level plus your charisma modifier. So, yeah, so she's cursed now. And then um, for Margraine's action, um, his hammer is going to burst into flames and he's going to swing at her okay. um, with his war hammer. Cool. Does a critical with a 26 hit. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, so um, 15 bludgeoning damage and then... Turns out Margraine really just needed to be laid this whole time. Um, <laughs> and then double that damage. So, uh, and then an additional 17 fire damage. And that 17 comes from what? Um, from the the flame of the fire. Um, because it's okay. it's doubled because he critted and it's a rolled thing. So right. So that's a total of how much? Um, 15 bludgeoning and 17 fire. So what? 30, 32. 32 plus an additional plus three from the curse. All right, so 35. Yep, and since he made an attack action, he gets to swing again with his hammer. Uh, does a 12 hit? 12 does not. Oh, wait a minute. I might be lying there. A 12 meets. Okay, for an additional 13 bludgeoning damage. Okay, so. Well done. Second here. I will reforge you. <laughs> 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 so and, and the green flame blade, the, the flame there, that is fire damage, correct? Yep, that's fire damage. Okay. Okay. There we go. So now it is your turn, Magnar, who uh, right. you're on the ground. <laughs> you just got some uh, some liquid poured down your throat. All right. Um, am I still frightened or does that go away when I die? <laughs> I'm going to. You know what? I think you'd still be frightened. Yeah. Um, as soon as you see her. Yeah. So go ahead and give me a or you're going to have to run. Yep. The good news is you only run half as far because you have to stand up first. <laughs> it's like him like slamming a bottle into his mouth as soon as he eyes, his eyes open, he just bolts away. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a wisdom save, DC 13. 14. All right. So you run the uh, 20 feet away and then stop. Or, you know, you um, can't stop if you choose to. Because oh, you yeah, have, it's you, 20 feet. Okay. It's half, yeah, half, use half your movement. Hey, Benight, so you just see your, your big, large buddy stand up and run. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What do you do with <laughs> I'm going to follow the big guy, stand behind him, and cast a fireball at her. Because it's a long range spell and I want distance. <laughs> Go for it. Fair. So that would be a 25 to hit. And uh, that's going to hit Margraine, too, because she's right on top of him. Is that correct? Uh, no, this Please is just a single target spell. This is a small firebolt, not firebolt. Firebolt. I keep thinking you're saying fireball. Nine fire damage. Okay. All right, so you hit her. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm hiding behind Margraine's body. Mag Magnars? Magnar, that's the one. I, I think everybody but Kim has screwed <laughs> that up tonight. <laughs> the, the, um, the, I haven't. If you look at them and squint, they're the same person. Just a bit of a difference. <laughs> All right, it's your turn, Zalara. I guess I'm running back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, no, I take I it back. Am... I'm going to move 50 feet closer, um, just walking my normal, and then I will uh, crossbow at her. No, I'm okay. not. That's a six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fire it off, and yeah, it misses. So we're going to go back to her. The creature goes ahead, and she yells, 
where's my food? And screams her head off yet again. Everybody except for Zalara, give me a DC 13 constitution save. Does it, is it an ability or a 19. spell? 18. It's an ability. Oh, damn. If it's a spell, I can stop it. I'll try to. Um, constitution, yeah? Yep. Uh, natural 20, again. Oh, nice. <laughs> you guys all make it and take seven points of damage, so... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, She's going to go ahead and then take a swing at Margraine. 24, I'm assuming, hits. It take does. 17 points. This damage is necrotic. Okay. I don't know if you have anything that resists that. I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And then All it's right, my your turn, turn Margraine. Okay. Um, Margraine's going to uh, swing at her again with his flaming hammer. Um, cool. Uh, 14 hits, right? 14 does hit. 13 bludgeoning damage plus 9 fire damage. And three um, from the curse. That's 24, correct? Uh, 13 plus 25. 12, 25. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. It is your turn, Magnar. All right. I am really hurting. <laughs> um, however, I will rage and reckless attack with a magic missile. 20 to hit. 20 hits. Five, five piercing. Okay. Plus nine radiant. Okay. And second attack. Same thing. Firebolt. 25, six piercing. And then I'm going to run around the building. Okay. Like away from the banshee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You run around the building and you see Vodhava standing there with the baby and she kind of raises her, her shoulders and her hands like what the heck is going on uh, you don't know nothing what good saw. <laughs> <laughs> all right it is your turn who's over next Hibonite uh, um, I will stay where I am and just firebolt her again because that seems safe uh, 15 to hit and 23 fire damage if it does 15 hits 20, 23 2d10 plus 4 is firebolt after level 5 oh <laughs> I, I should be I should be using it a lot more to be honest. But I like my big yeah, spells. Yeah, you should. Dang. <laughs> I like my fancy big spells that do area effects. Okay. That's more than it hurts the enemy. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So you do that, it hits her. Um I'd say she's screaming in pain, but you don't know, she's just screaming. And it is your turn, Zalara. <laughs> um I'm gonna move let's see. Do I want to really get up close to her? Uh, that hurt before, but I think I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to move up and uh, swing at her with my short sword uh, for a 20. Doing cool. 8 piercing damage. And then I'm going to do that again because I get 2 attacks. For a, That's a 9 though. That's not going to hit. And then I'm going to... Let's see. I will flurry of blows at this lady. Uh, spending one of my key points. Do, 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 do. And... Yeah, so I just hit her twice with unarmed attacks. That's uh, a seven. And that's a 14 for seven okay. points of damage. All right, so you hit her with that. And those all count as magical. If that makes any difference against Banshee, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. All right, it is her turn again. And um, frustrated with not being able to oh, get oh. to that 10 can. Oh, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait, She needs to make a strength save or be knocked back 15 feet. I forgot about that for my flurry of blows. And that's against a 15 or 14. Okay. Yep. Well, I don't think that falls into any of her immunities. So, um, 
It's 15 save. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, strength? Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Okay. Uh, she has a negative five, so I'm going to guess that she gets knocked back. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she got a 14. Holy shit. Um, but she still, still gets knocked back, right? Yeah. Okay. So she gets knocked off of Margraine for 15 feet. And so flying past, or after having been knocked off Margraine, she comes flying towards Lara now and will swing at you with her cold, dead, ethereal touch. 19 hits, correct? Um, yeah. Take 17 points of necrotic damage, and then 19 again. Take 14 points of top of that, so that's a total of 31 points of damage. Yeah, I'm dead. Um, um Margraine's gonna burn um, a channel divinity on the first one. Okay. Um, she needs to make a, um, he's going to rebuke the violent. She needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Um, if she doesn't beat a, she a doesn't. 14, okay. Um, then she takes <laughs> Whatever all it is, of that she same didn't damage. Beat it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So that's 31. I, but okay. I still take the damage, right? You still take it, but okay. she takes it as well. Yep. So, uh, I'm down. Okay. And, uh, normally you would expect some kind of pain, uh, somebody screaming in pain, but she doesn't this time, Margaret. Okay. Unless that doesn't change the damage type, does it? It's the exact same damage? Um, I will tell you right now. Uh, radiant damage. Oh, never mind. She does scream in pain. Yeah. Or that's a lot. continue screaming. Yeah, but this is, this isn't screaming in, you know, mad rage. This is screaming in pain. Yep. It changes the radiant. Yep, that's... Okay, I'm glad we clarified that. Okay, so... Yeah, that was her turn. Your turn now, Margraine. Okay, um... Wait, how did you do that? Oh, that was your turn. Uh, yeah. no, that was a reaction. It's a reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. It's my, my paladin one. The I know that. I'm tired. Yeah, yep. I know. You've done it, like, a hundred times. I know that. Okay, um... <laughs> like, four, but okay. Three. Close. <laughs> okay, um... Margraine's gonna run at her, and he's going okay. to attack. All right. Um, his hammer is going to flame again, and he's going to swing at her. Um, 18 hits, I'm assuming. Yes, it does. Uh, 10 bludgeoning damage, plus yep. 11 fire damage, plus nice. 3 for the curse. And he's going to burn a level 2 spell slot okay. to do Divine Smite on her at level 2, so an extra D8. Uh, for an additional 15 radiant damage. Is she Very still nice. up? So what, uh, now what kind of, we're getting to the levels now, the type of damage is going to start being important. What kind yeah. of damage is the Hexblade's Curse? The Hexblade's Curse is just additional damage. It doesn't have a type. So I would okay. say it's the same as the, the hammer. So okay. I would say so, it's bludgeoning. Right. Yeah. So it's 13 bludgeoning, 11 fire, and 15 radiant. Dang. Do I have to make my other swing? <laughs> So that's. So. Give him time to math, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I got to math here because it's all it's all broken up now. Because um, that radiant damage does twice the amount of damage. I bet. I bet. I bet she's yeah weak to radiant. Yeah, uh, you would be wrong on that, but. Oh. Dang it. Most things are not. Um, she's not immune to radiant, and she's resistant to the other types. Uh, right. That's what. It is. Yeah. But the other thing, what is it when you have a weakness to it? Like there's like three things. In yeah. all of the monster manuals that have a weakness to something. Yeah, she's probably just... resistant to the bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to have to make that other swing. Okay. Uh, he'll swing again. Uh, and yeah, uh, for correct. a critical. Um, <laughs> Dang, which, man. Which also, um, so seven, four, 15 bludgeoning on that, plus the three from the curse 16. again. It's 19 uh, total. Yep, 19. Um, and she's still, she's still up? Yep. Okay, he's going to burn another level two slot. 
for do more. You know, do you not get the fire blade on that, Sam? Uh, no, I don't get it on the second one. Oh. Um, so that's doubled. So an additional 12 radiant plus another D8 radiant. Uh, Why is it double? <laughs> uh, because it's a critical and all dice rolled on a critical oh, are doubled, right? You're right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, plus an additional two radiant. So eight, uh, okay. 12, 14 radiant. Okay. Okay. Um, well, except, I hate to be a stickler, but it's not like it's doubled. You gotta roll twice, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you have to roll twice? I will roll again. Yeah, yeah that's why, that's just like, that's why it's seven plus eight as opposed to the max roll. Okay. Um, so we will roll again. So it's just another, it's two, two D8. Okay. We'll roll again. Yeah. So that's 11. So six plus 11. So better. 17. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's what, yeah, we just needed like one more point there. So, all okay. right, you hit her, <laughs> and all the, with the divine energy and everything, she screams and seems to dissipate into thin air. Okay, and uh, Margraine's going to walk over to Zalara, and he's going to dump uh, 10 points of lay on hands into her so that she's up, and then he's just going to stand there. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that thing? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know, but she was rather scary. I, oh. And Magnar comes charging around the building with ready to throw another javelin. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> uh, oh. oh. and I are walking as well. It's okay, Magnar. <laughs> She's been reforged. Do we bad news or do we generate bad news? Because <laughs> we seem to find a lot of it. Um, remember, there are more things here. Perhaps we should leave. Uh. I mean... Sure? We, don't want to, we don't want to try to fight everything we see as normal. I'm fine with fighting, but uh, I'm hurting very, very bad. No, we we should we should leave. And Zolara did see other creatures there. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to wake them up if they're going to be like this witch. Yeah, I, I think that's smart. Is there anything left of the um, the creature, Alex? Creature's completely gone. Oh, no loosables. You hear a voice coming from the temple. It says, hey. What are you doing here? And you see a ten-foot-tall creature. He looks like one of Murat Hall's soldiers with the red skin. He's dressed in robes, carrying a giant glaive. He points his fingers at you and says, Come here! And we'll call the episode there. Thanks for listening to episode 42 of Beholder's Eye, A Whale of a Time. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I, I really had a lot of fun with this one, and uh, it was fun to drop Magnar. Just had a great time with it. If you enjoy what we do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It helps us out a lot. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the air. We have one this week from IRAF Podcast. Great cast, solid production, excellent puns. What more could you want? Five stars. Thanks a lot, IRAF Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Beholder's iPod and our website, Beholder'sEyeCast.com. You can follow Ryan, who plays Hibonite, at DuffDuff the Third, Ben, who plays Magnar, at Mural4D2, Kim, who plays Lara, at Metzgirl, and Sam, who plays Margraine, at Samsalot007. Editing performed by Sam Keneary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All music by Incomptic, Plaint, Angevin, Ossery6, Air, Darkest Child, Malicious, Heart of the Beast, Unholy Knight, Wretched Destroyer, Magic Forest, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. License under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 Licenses. CreativeCommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash. All sound effects by Zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details.